Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. You have now entered the House of Mystery with your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. On the line, of course, is uh, Fred Rosen, and uh, he's written a book or two, and uh, he's been around the world. The old one must be sacrificed. You used to uh, live with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. You were his his lover for a while or something. Oh my! (laughs) Oh no! Oh, well, you know... I, is I Fred a 14-year-old girl? <laughs> <laughs> He's 15 now. <laughs> I, I wish I was 15. No, I'll tell you the, what happened, the, the truth. No, I'm going to lie. I didn't realize until the whole thing started breaking, okay, that I went to the same high school in Brooklyn, Lafayette High School, at the same time that he did, which means, of course, I just admitted my age. But <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know him. Okay, I didn't know him. Um, and it also happens that we lived in Coney Island at the same time. I always make the joke that my parents were the only ones that bought into the idea of urban renewal, and <laughs> I lived in, in, in Coney at the same time. Uh, and thank God I got out of there, and thank God I got out of Brooklyn. But uh, Epstein was not an acquaintance or anything, though I have to go back and take a look at the yearbook uh, and see, you know, if he looks familiar. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes, you know, you, you guys know what I'm saying. You pass somebody in the hallway and blah, 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 and then years later. But I never in my life thought that, you know, I would have any connection to that piece of you know Yeah, well, 
you know, what do you think? So murder or suicide? Well, I was reading just now up on this because I, I knew we were going to talk about it. I'll just tell you how I feel about it. The, evi- the, the forensic evidence seems to show that this was probably a murder. Why? Because first the hyoid bone was broken. Now, that is not a common occurrence. You know, that's the, that's the bone right next to a man's Adam's apple. That's not a common occurrence. You probably know this, Al, that it's not a common occurrence in suicide. It's a common occurrence when somebody strangles you, you know? And and there are other broken bones in his neck. Now, that doesn't mean, it, 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 you know, it's an absolute yet. But you got to say to yourself, Wait a sec. You got you got the the New York City coroner is not saying what the final cause of death is or the method of death. That's you know as you as you know it's two different things. Well, they said that so they we were know. waiting for the FBI investigation before they would release any comments on the cause of death. That's what I heard. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That, that, but see, to me, that's cover. And um, uh, look, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to get political per se, but I don't trust the FBI. And I think, in fact, the matter is, is most, most law enforcement, local law enforcement, don't. And in this particular case, we don't, you know, if, if, if there, this was a murder, then the question comes in, okay, who done it and why? The why is just as important. Where does it lead? I mean, I think we can probably rule out Prince Andrew. You know? Yeah, yeah. Nobody uh, cares. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, but you know, the the you know the president has. Oh God, the guy has implied that the Clintons were behind it. Excuse me. <laughs> You know, but, but, you know, this is a very, very bad situation, obviously, because we don't know what happened. We don't know where the trail leads. And my response to this is usually what I, what I say is call in the Avengers, you know. <laughs> Let Dr. Bruce Banner investigate, you know, and if you get him angry, you'll see what will happen. So, uh, seriously, I, I, it, it, this is a very, very bad situation. And guess what, guys? Uh, we're paying for it. You know, we're going to be paying for the investigation. Though, the other thing is, um, did you know that Gerald Nadler is looking into his committee? No. On the Judiciary that's Committee? Pretty, yeah, the Judiciary Committee. That's it. You know, that's what he says. You know, and and I, you know, I'm going to take him at his word that they're going to look into it. And I will also tell you honestly, no, I'm going to lie, that I... This is the most fantastic story I've ever heard. And every word of it's true, too. That's the fantastic part of it. I volunteered my services to my congresswoman to investigate this. Her her name is Debbie Wasserman Schultz. You, I'm sure you've heard of her. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a big fan of hers, but 
nevertheless, I said to myself, you know what? Wouldn't it be nice if you put some independent people on this who aren't connected to anybody? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still a president. Who wants to have a president who's involved in... Well, he is involved, isn't he? <laughs> a little late for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little late, right? Yeah, it is a little late. I mean, you know, I oh man, this is, you know, out of all the murder cases that have broken, certainly in the last couple of years, this one is, this is this is a really troubling one. At least to me, you know, to me it is. It's well, they need troubling. to find out what happened. I mean, it's stunning. Every day you hear something like, "Well, one of the guards wasn't actually a guard." And then the next day you oh, hear, well, yeah. the guards were asleep, you know. It's mm-hmm. Then there's shrieking coming from his cell. And, you know, I heard something yesterday that they they apparently thought he was alive when they found him and somebody was shouting breathe to him and stuff. So right, really puzzling. Maybe he was trying to have sex while he was hanging himself. Oh, well, it's funny <laughs> you should say that. Oh, no. <laughs> it's funny I should well, say that. Well, what? Maybe well, one of that auto actually, affects you, you know? Actually, not so much, but we, we, we know a very famous actor who hung himself because he was trying to have a, a par- an orgasm. Carotene. Carotene. Yeah, damn carotene. And, you know, that's actually an interesting uh, uh, that's an interesting theory, but, but again, the problem is forensically. Um, you know, um, we you know we don't know. Now it happens that I'm doing a, another cruise called the Death. You can't make this stuff up, guys. Death Investigations Cruise. My friend Jim Seely, who is the cruise operator, asked me to go on it, and there's a guy named Graham Hetrick who is a celebrity coroner on ID. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If, if, if And this is in September. So, you know, I, I will certainly talk to him about this. I have a couple of other cases I'm going to be talking to him about. I'm going to be talking to him about Natalie Wood. Because mm-hmm. I'm, actually, I'm actually going on, on the Child Stars cruise. We're going to Catalina Island, which I've never been to, even though I went to school in L.A. And... We're going to be taken to the spot off of the island where her body was found. And I always find that when I go to the scene of the crime, so to speak, it really helps me to understand things. And so I, I don't I don't know if there's any way to solve it per se in term you know in terms of getting charges against someone. Oh, but yeah. one thing I will I will tell you is that I am going you know I'm going to do that and if I think there's something there I will try to go to RJ Robert Wagner his nickname is RJ and I will try to go to Chris Walken who lives on uh, uh, Block Island off the coast of Rhode Island doesn't mean they'll talk to me but I certainly will try to do it if I feel like there's something there and I'll certainly talk to the uh, you know, the L.A. Sheriff's Department and see what they say and, of course, the prosecutor. But, have, we'll, but we'll see, you know. Have you talked to Lana Wood? Uh, yes, sir. I, I have spoken to Lana Wood. 
And uh, I spoke to her. I emailed with her a lot. And, of course, Lana feels that RJ is responsible. Right. And we wanted... You know, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but, uh, she, you know, in addition to her sister being a child star, she was a child star. Yeah, I know. I was impressed. We, uh, we ha had her on the show. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Then there's nothing I can say. <laughs> uh, but we, we, you know, but I, I will say that we tried to get her to come to the hotel the night before. Um, because one of the things we're going to be doing on the cruise is, is the child stars cruise is we will be discussing, uh, the case. Um, Paul Peterson, who I mentioned, has an organization called a, a foundation. It's called the minor consideration. He advocates for children in the business. Well, I must be, I'm the most naive guy in the world. Okay. Because I didn't know <laughs> that the movie industry takes underage girls out of the country to Europe to shoot sex scenes. Which, if you did it in the United States, it's illegal. So, you know, it's just so weird. But uh, in any case, yeah, I spoke to Lana. Um, she's an interesting person. In fact, I'll tell you that when I first got her on the phone... I, I, I was. I, it was one of the few times I was sort of celebrity starstruck, even though it was the phone. And I went. To, I, I said to her, "I said, I can't believe I'm talking to Plenty O'Toole, <laughs> you know, from the James Bond film." And she goes, "Fred, I'm Nana now." <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's Christopher Walken here. I I did not throw her off the boat. Just so you're aware. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta be honest though. When you, I, I remember when that happened, and now reading about it all these years later, I can't look at Christopher Walken or Robert Wagner the same way anymore. Every time I see them, it's just the first thing that comes to my mind. I met him. I met Christopher Walken here in Vancouver one time. He's an interesting cat. Oh yeah. Re really? Yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, uh huh. He uh, he he came up to me. He, I was the concierge at the hotel that he was staying at, and I'm Mike, and my remote is broken. Can you can you fix my remote? <laughs> that was the extent of our interaction. <laughs> I, I think my response my, my response would have been, "You got an Academy Award. Why don't you hit it with the Academy Award?" <laughs> I wanted to hit him with, "Did did you kill Natalie Wood?" Yeah. <laughs> well. I'm sure that, that, that when Lana was on, I'm sure she told, told you what she, uh, she told you that why they split up originally, right? Um, yeah, the other two guys here, they don't know, and probably the audience now doesn't know. That was uh, over a year ago, if you want to go into it. Well, I don't mind mentioning it because it's, it's coming from her. She, what, 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 what Lana said was that after Natalie married R.J., I think it was like, oh, you know, around 1960, and then they divorced three or four years later. What Lana said was the reason for the divorce was that um, she found uh, R.J. in bed with a guy. Okay, okay. Oh. and so she, okay, that's what she said. I have no reason to doubt her. And 
but he, but I think the real point here is okay. You know, you're being cheated on. Now look, it's 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 got to be. I, I assume it's worse. You know, when it's somebody of the same sex, whatever. But that's not the point. The no, point it's is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's probably better now. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing: Why do you remarry the guy? And I and I think I know the answer to that because being a child star, I think she had very little self-esteem. Mm. That's just the way these pe- a lot of these kids are. One of the people involved in the cruise, one of the tour operators, wanted Dawn well. Oh, wow. yeah, for sure. She's not a child star, but she was going to be like special guest star. But her 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 manager wanted a separate cabin for himself. You know, excuse me? <laughs> you know, I mean, I understand she, you know, she was big then. Well, is it is know, is the cruise more than a three-hour tour? Because uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I'm I'm a so-called friends with Don Wells on Facebook for several yeah. years now, and I have to say she seems like a really sweet lady. She really is very oh, uh, fun and friendly and and respectful and courteous. She writes back and she really appreciates your fans. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you another person that, again, you you mentioned something really interesting about Facebook. I know this has nothing to do with crime, but um, I got friendly with uh, Allison Arngrim, who played Nellie on Little House. Oh, yeah. And and she played Nasty Nellie. And she's going to be appearing at the the hotel that that we're staying at the night before. She's got a tremendous book yeah. called, called uh, Confessions of a Prairie Bitch. Yeah. yeah. She's gotten a lot of hate over the years. <laughs> oh, yeah. People what? really... I remember when I was a kid, people really hated her. Yeah, but, but you know, but you see, you see, that's what's so interesting about actors, that exactly what you're saying, which is when you feel that kind of emotion toward an actor, way I... You know... I think what that is about is there's, they get some humanity into the character, and that humanity is who they are as a person. And she has been the nicest person to deal with. You know, <laughs> it, it, that's what's so nice about doing this particular job, which is, uh, you know, isn't it nice when you're dealing with nice people and you get paid for it? You know, yeah. that's pretty, it's pretty cool. You know, and and, uh, and 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 hell, maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll solve a murder. You know, and I I I usually stay clear of celebrity murders, but this is a you know Natalie's a different situation. Are you going to reenact the murder? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I just don't... seriously though, has anybody ever done that? Try to, to figure out. It? Yeah, to see like where you know how boat was positioned and how she could have gotten from point A to point B. I, I don't, I've read one of the books about it, but I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that. No. The, the one, I think, maybe you read the same book as me, uh, Dennis Davern's book, He Was the Captain. Uh, yes, you know yes. what? As far, far as I know, it's never been um, what do you call it? They've never reenacted. Um, and Lana in a, a te- uh, not a text, a, an email to me I was asking her questions about, well, 
supposing that she's uh, yeah we know that we know for a fact from Dennis Davern's testimony that Natalie and RJ were arguing in their cabin. Davern says he came out on deck at some point. RJ's looking in the water and says she's gone. Davern wants to put a searchlight down to find her. He, uh, RJ stops him, goes up on the bridge, and calls not the Coast Guard. His first call is to his lawyer. Mm-hmm. So he, but, but here's the problem. Um, the problem is they were all drunk. You know, it, it, you got, and I don't have to tell you this, Al. You got to have some direct evidence to get a conviction, and certainly, wa- unless Wagner has some sort of conscience, you know, something happens, he's not going to say anything. You know, he's—I think he's 89 years old now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that's when he said, <laughs> when Fred said, "You of all people know that." Don't have to tell you, Al. I thought yeah. about being drunk on a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. well, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> no. Hey, you know what? Maybe you can ask Dawn Wells. She can be the person you reenact with. Well, you know, the, the, what, what Lana's point was that, Lana's point was that the, um, what do you call it, the railing? I mean, Natalie wasn't a big woman. You know that that the railing was such that she couldn't have just gone in suddenly. She was saying it was high, it was higher. Okay, and too high for an accidental fall. Yes, it, yes, that's what she was saying. But I think the other point here is I'll just mention it. I um, at her encouragement, I got a I got a hold of the autopsy and the toxicology. And it was very enlightening because the the um, she, Natalie had bruises all over her body pre death. Okay, how did she get the bruises? <laughs> Duh, you know, how did she get the bruises? They weren't consistent with go. a fall. No, well. they were not consistent with a fall. They were very specific about that in the toxic in the autopsy, plus the tox screen, you know, showed she had a lot of booze in her system. But So again, I mean, that, that messes it up to, to some extent, you know. Uh, but, you know, you never know. You know, like I said, maybe I'll see something. That, you know, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath, but heck, I'm going to try, you know, and I'll report back. <laughs> we'll be waiting. Yeah, please I, I do. Sleep. You filthy criminal. Well, I've got an inside story. don't know if it's true. That uh, <clears throat> you've got a secret book coming out. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Uh, and, and you've been very helpful without going into details. Um, I have a book coming out. Uh, hopefully, it'll be out before the end of the year. We're in final contract negotiations. This is the first time I've spoken about it publicly, but it's been a lifelong dream of mine to write a book about William Barclay Bat Masterson. Oh, wow. The Masterson, of course, was a... Uh, uh, he was the sheriff of Dodge City 
But what most people don't know is that he came to New York City at the turn of the 20th century and became a crusading reporter. And while he specialized in sports, boxing, he got involved with the most celebrated murder case in New York State, which was termed the trial of the century, and it became the basis for Theodore Dreiss's An American Tragedy and later the film A Place in the Sun with Monty Clift and Liz Taylor mm. and Shelley Winters. And Masterson solved it. And, and so the book is a combination of, um, of history and true crime because there's seven murders in it. I mean, you know, there's seven murders in it. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm the one who found out, I'm, I'm one of the few, as far as I know, Bat Masterson was an illegal alien from Canada, Mike. Oh, boy. <laughs> Again, I, I'll just say it right now. We're sorry. <laughs> no. No, but that's the whole point. No, don't be sorry, because it, 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 it first, it, what I discovered when I was re researching the book, and it's, it's all there, is this. The United States immigration laws, there's nothing new about immigration laws changing. They change according to whoever the president is. And so when he first came across the border in, in the, in the 18, uh, in 1861, it was legal because they wanted people to settle the western frontier. Well, they changed it. And what did that do? He, every time, and, and up until I think 1950, there was a question on the census, where are you from? He lied every single time because he knew if he if he told the truth that he was a Canadian, he would be deported back to a country that he never called home. And the kicker to the story is, and I, I really hope that the president learns about this, because, hey, I'm, I'll be on the bestseller list, because Masterson is on a stamp. So we have a dreamer on a stamp. <laughs> and, I, and, and that's just cool. You know, and to me, the guy is an example. And it happens that my father was a Polish immigrant. And so I've always been very partial to immigrants. And. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now with everything that's going on today, I said, well, gee, this this is relevant, so that's the reason that, that I I wrote the book. And I, I again I feel very lucky because if the book if, if I'd written it years ago, I never would have found out that he was he was he was a, a, a dreamer. You know, I never would have found that out. And uh, <laughs> and by the way, I, it's it's it, 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 it's funny to me because. Even though I've worked in the in the movie business and I've uh, I did my degree at USC's film school, I'm always surprised when I find out how many how many Jews are actors because they change their names. And it turns out that there I was as a kid watching Batman and starring Gene Barry. Guess what? Gene Barry is a Brooklyn Jewish boy whose mm-hmm. real name is Eugene Class. Yeah. K L A A S. And he went to the Utrecht High School, which was down the block from Lafayette High School. And no, he didn't know Jeffrey Epstein. But uh, <laughs> you know, but but it, it, it's it's but you see again, it, it's interesting. So I, I'm just very thankful that I've been able to do it, and hopefully that it'll be out before the end of the year. And I, I'll also say something else, which I haven't talked about publicly. Though I needed someone to write the foreword. And um, I'm, I'm good friends with a childhood idol. His name is Will Hutchins. He played Sugarfoot on, on ABC TV, and he's a terrific writer. But he, 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 we, we lost touch for a little bit of time, and I needed somebody to write forward. Tony Dow, who played Wally and Leave it to Beaver, wrote, wrote the forward. Wow. And, and Tony always wanted to do a Western. So I'm very, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, the book will do well, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Wow. You should sign a copy when you get it done and send one to the president. <laughs> you yeah, know... Because we all know how much he likes to read. <laughs> <laughs> if they talk about it on Fox and Friends, he'll know about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see... Just as long as the book has some pictures in it, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute! You just said you just gave me an idea. I hadn't thought about sending a copy to Fox and Friends. Yeah. That's a great idea. 
bastion of literary review, yeah. Oh, for sure. And and it's about a dreamer. Call it Don't yeah. Fall in Love with a Dreamer. <laughs> yeah, Don't Fall in Love with a Dreamer. Yeah. Yeah, the, oh. funny, the funny thing, yeah, it, it, it's really funny because it turned out that the, the TV show, of course, was based on a book, the first biography of Masterson, and Gene Barry's portrayal was extremely accurate, except they didn't deal with what happened later in his life, which is much more interesting than, you know, uh, being a buffalo hunter and, and a scout and an Indian fighter and all of that stuff. I mean, for God's sakes, Masterson covered Jack Johnson's fights, you know, the first black heavyweight champion. He covered those fights. So, you know, this is all fascinating stuff to me. Was was Bat Masterson also the guy that Natalie found in bed with R.J.? No. Why do we have no, to go back no. there? Yeah, Al, no, you're going to be no. in radio jail soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, join but, my Facebook. But but I can't say this <laughs> since I since I know what year it was. Uh, there was a guy named Stuart Lake who wrote. He wrote the fictionalized biography of Wyatt Earp with Wyatt Earp in Hollywood in the, in the early thir uh, late 20s, early 30s. And there's this guy, Lake, he didn't die until the middle 70s. So, hey, anything is possible, well, you know? There you go. We can start a new rumor, conspiracy. Let's get well, that's what we yeah, need, Al. Yeah, right. It's more, yeah. more conspiracy it's theories and rumors. <laughs> Yeah, as no, long as, <laughs> yeah, and as I like how she mentioned Mike in Canada, like he was somehow involved in that. That was. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt Mike. Sorry. As long as there's pizza, I'm good. <laughs> how did you choose this, and how do you choose your stories? You've written a lot of books, um, true yeah. crime and true and true history, like Garfield and stuff. How, what makes you select a topic and and do it? Wow, that's a great question. Um, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, what makes me select a, a topic? You know, I've thought about that recently, um, believe it or not. And uh, what makes me select a topic is I need to be, to have some sort of, even though journalists are not supposed to be emotionally involved, I need to have some sort of emotional involvement. There has to be something there that hits me in my, in my, in my gut. And, you know, I, I, I'll give you an example. Um, I, um, there, there was another TV show that I watched as a kid uh, called The Rebel, starring Nick Adams. Hmm. And Nick played the part of Johnny Yuma, who was a Confederate soldier who roamed the West after the Civil War because he he was he didn't he didn't have a place for himself. Well, I I, I started when I first got an iPhone a couple of years ago. I started watching the, the the old shows on the iPhone, and I was shocked to find out that the character was in the show 
journaled a lot. He wanted to be a writer. And then I read the, the, the credits. The show was co-created by Adams and realized he was a writer. So what do I do? I, you know, I was curious as to, okay, they said that he, he, he died from a, a drug overdose in 68 and it was suicide. And I started Googling it and I came across some, excuse me, some article that his daughter, Allison, wrote. And she thought he was murdered. And again, I felt like I felt a certain obligation to Nick initially because I felt like, well, if I'm watching the show as a kid, it could easily have influenced me to become a writer. And so I, start, I got friendly with Allison. We've become friends. And I got the autopsy report. I, I then uh, looked up the, uh, it's, this is 50 years later, and I looked up the, uh, the uh, coroner who did it. And I, 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 the idea being to try and eliminate that it was murder. And, but again, the reason I, cho I decided to, to work on it, I haven't, I'm not doing a book on this yet. She's, she's doing a book, and I'll be part of it. But the reason I did it was because I wanted to bring her closure. And if, if there was a possibility that Nick was murdered, I wanted to find out who'd done it. So I've got to have some, some sort of emotional, um, you know, tug to get me involved in this sort of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like when I, did, when I wrote Bayou Strangler, and uh, I, I went down to uh, Louisiana. I was taken to all the... I've talked about this on your show before. I was taken to all the dump sites where the bodies were dumped. And one of the things that got me when I wrote the book was that people didn't care that who these victims were because most of them were either... Um, gay or bisexual and I'm and, and I'm looking on that bothered the hell out of me it, you know still does you know this is this is the United States Every, everybody should be considered the same the last time I looked that's what Tom Jefferson said and so you know I was very very upset about that and when I wrote the book um you know, I didn't even realize I was getting social commentary into it until somebody, one of the uh, people who gave me a blurb mentioned that. I mean, I, I just, you know, but, you know, I, I get, look, I feel like one of the things that I, I can do is stand up for people sometimes and, and certainly try to find out what the truth is. So if I can do that, I mean, that's what happened when I wrote Lobster Boy. You know, the fact is everybody wanted Grady Stiles Jr. Lobster Boy dead because he was abusive to his family. Well, I understand that, but his wife married him twice. Talk about Natalie Wood. You know, <laughs> she, you know, she, I mean, not only that, she divorces, she divorces Lobster Boy and marries Midget Man. You can't make this stuff up. Okay, you know. And she marries Midget Man, and then she divorces Midget Man and remarries Lobster Boy. And then she arranges to have him killed. And I, all I could think about at the time was, well, he, 
you know, I, I understand he was abusive, but that doesn't mean you kill a guy. Somebody's got to speak up. And so that's how I got involved in that. And then in that one, I came up with the evidence that led to the conviction of the two killers. And, of course, I got threatened. <laughs> when I asked one of the cops in the case, if I needed to worry about the family coming after me, the cop, was, the cop said to me, really straight. He goes, well, Fred, maybe midget, man. <laughs> but, he, but you can run twice as fast because your legs are twice yeah, as long. But I remember, exactly, and I'm remembering the film Don't Look Now. Where it oh, jeez. Was it you know, Midget Man wearing a little red dress? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Midget Man, Midget Man it was, <laughs> when I interviewed him in the house where Grady died, the, the guy was, uh, he had, I, I guess he must have had COPD or something, and he's, he's on oxygen. And what does he do? He pulls out a cigarette and lights it. I said, you think that's a good idea? <laughs> he goes, well, no, but, you know, I want to smoke, so whatever, you know. Wow. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I played in a poker game in a place called Trump Village in Brooklyn. <laughs> you may have heard of it. And it was built by his father, and Trump managed the place. And this huh. is all fact. And I had a friend of mine who was in the game who was, who was uh, at Black Skin, and he didn't live there. He couldn't have lived there because he, he, he had to walk down the block to go there. And the reason he couldn't live there is because anybody who of color who applied to buy a condo, it was a low-income, uh, not condo, co-op, um, anybody who applied, Trump had them put C for colored on the application. This is all oh. fact. Isn't that what and they got sued on, for by the Justice Department? Yes, and, and they paid it off. And But... The, but the dam look, I, I always think about the damage. And my friend, my friend George Hughes, I, I know that, you know, he would be walking down the hall, and I, I never saw anybody there of color. And I remember thinking at the time, why is that? This is Brooklyn. And I, I'm sure that all the old Jewish people were saying, oh, there goes Schwarzer, you know. Oh, and. <laughs> And it, 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 was, it was very, very upsetting. You know, it was very upsetting to me. You know, I feel like what we're doing is we're dealing with stuff we've never dealt with. You mm -hmm. know? And, and I guess what I, I guess also as we're talking about it, what I realized is that we're, when we write books out, you know, we, we're not working in a, in a uh, we're not isolated. You know, whatever's happening in society affects what's happening in the stories that we write about. You know, and yeah. but I, but I got to tell you that we're not I, I, for the fact that Masterson was involved in seven murder cases. I, I would have been, I probably would have been bored. Okay. <laughs> And if I'm gonna, if I'm bored, then the reader's gonna be bored. But but I I loved the 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 uh, some of those some of the cases 
that he was involved with, but especially the trial of the century. You know, I mean, I, I actually went upstate, New, upstate New York. I'm saying upstate like I'm in New York. But I went to, uh, I went to visit my daughter who lives in the Albany area, and then I went west to this town called Herkimer where the trial took place, and I got, Al, this was great, uh, I got a tour of the jail cell where they kept the bad guy. And then I got in my car and I went up to big, you can't make this stuff up, it's true crime, Big Moose Lake. This is where the alleged murder took place. It was a, this was a guy named Chester Gillette who allegedly drowned his pregnant girlfriend because he didn't want to have a child. And I, but I, I had to go up there, you know, I got, like I said, I had to see what it looked like. And, and I did. And it was very, 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 very interesting, you know, because it allowed me the opportunity to write about the case in an accurate way. You know, it's, it, you know, when you, I don't have to tell you, when you just, you know, it's great when you can describe what the killer sees, what the victim sees, what does it smell like, you know, all that stuff. See, those are the things that I need when I'm writing a book. I, I have to, I have to be at the scene. Yeah. And, and, and when you were in New York doing the Trump, uh, uh, Back then, I guess that Garfield was president or something. <laughs> Another crack about your age there, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> was, that was good. Where do people get a hold of Fred Rosen um, and and contact you about something? You can you can go to fredrosen dot net and or um, Facebook. A lot of people contact me on Facebook. And by the way, with, in the Garfield, on the Garfield case, one of the reasons I got so involved in it was because I, I read, uh, well, I talked about it on the show, but I, I read that Alexander Graham Bell had invented the world's first metal detector to find the bullet in his body. <laughs> and while I was doing that research and discovering that his doctor messed it up and the doctor was really the guy that killed him um i got friendly with hank garfield who is uh, president garfield's great 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 grandson and and he's a boston red sox fan so we bonded you know over that <laughs> you know uh, we bond because i'm a mets fan so we bonded over that was was garfield's great 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 grandson the one that they found in bed with rj <laughs> Oh, no, that wouldn't have been. That wouldn't have been Hank. No, not Hank. No, Hank. Hank. No. No. It, you know. I, you know what? That's a very good question. Who it was? But I don't think it's Hank. You know. Well, you got you, you to get on that. We need to hear the breaking news. <laughs> well, fifty year ago, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Well, that's more than fifty. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll look, I'll, you know, that's a great idea. Yeah, get on that, Fred. Excellent. Straighten right, that out for us on. right away. Rock Hudson. Yeah. All right. Rock Hudson. Oh. There you go. Raymond Burr. 
Okay. You heard it here first, Raymond Burr. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite. I still watch Perry Mason. He's buried really? here in Canada. Yeah, he's buried here in New West. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yep. where he lived. That's his house is there too, right? That's right. Yep. Oh, I, I had no, I had no idea. I mean, I, for some reason, I, I, I never, I never liked that show, and I don't know why. It was Canadian. too formula. Well, now it's too formula for me. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Um, whatever. They needed, you know? they needed to throw Nancy Grace in there to be the attorney. <laughs> be just as effective as the other guy, I'm sure. Yeah, just you have Nancy Grace versus Perry Mason. Oh God! <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. There you go. We got a new it's, show. Someone's got to do a, a mashup on YouTube. Yeah, oxygen. Ooh, Nancy go. Grace versus Perry Mason. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then she can be arrested by Ironside. <laughs> <laughs> Been watching that lately. Oh, there you that, go. That was that sh that show. I love. Oh, that's that a great show. I, love. I I think so. I mean, you know, I thought that was a terrific show. Especially I mean, for I, his time. Know. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I just like anything he does. So. Like well, Godzilla. He was, you know what? I was just gonna say it. Godzilla. <laughs> you know. And and what was he did? What was that? Um, I think he did a Hitchcock film too. I can't remember which film it was, but oh, Rear! I think he's in Rear Window. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah, in Rear yeah Window. he's the bad guy in Rear Window. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. Terrifying in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I, I. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. You're talking about the '70s, right? <laughs> I, I, it, I was. I was actually in a room at a banquet once with Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. At a banquet uh, when I went to USC, I met a lot of people. I met, I met, uh, I met, I met Billy Wilder. Uh, oh, I, I met a lot of people there. It was, I was, very, I was lucky. You know, these, these you know, we, we invited these people down for a, uh, a directors conference. I, in fact, uh, Peter Yates, British director. Oh yeah. Who directed Bullet? Mm -hmm. He was he was the guy that told me that in Bullet, when McQueen drove the car down uh, Lombard Street, he lost the brakes. The brakes were lost on the car, and, and Peter was in the back seat directing. He said if it hadn't been for the fact that Steve was a race car driver and knew how to downshift, we would have died. Well, Lombard Street is that crazy street that just winds and winds and winds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. McQueen had a weird death, too, eh? Do you remember how he died? Who? I thought he died of lung cancer or something like that. Yeah, he had McQueen? cancer. But he, yeah, but he went to uh, Mexico and did all that. Mexico. He did all those weird treatments, and he died down there in the clinic. You know, I was watching that movie, The Hunter, the other night, the the last movie that he made and it's weird because you can see his physical form change in that film you can tell oh. he's not well it's a great movie he does a great job in it and it's really sad that you know that was the last thing he did but you can see the physical change in his body if you're used to watching him on screen for years yeah he was definitely well, a lot smaller yeah yeah 
See, I, I, I don't remember that. I'll have to take a look at it again. Thank you. That's the movie that's based on the true story of Ralph Papa Thornton, the bounty hunter. That's right. And uh, it's, a, it's, you know, it's not a great movie, but it's a, a great movie to watch if you love Steve McQueen. It's got some he's amazing humor in it, which you don't usually see a lot from him, and some fantastic well, stunts. Oh, yeah, that's right. A lot of humor, which you, yeah. you're right. I mean, James Garner did an interview once where he talked about how McQueen was a mannered actor. So mm -hmm. anytime you put something else into it, it's noticeable. That's why you're talking about it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, in fact, I can also tell you that when I interviewed Robert Wise for something, Bob had directed McQueen in, um, um, come on, Fred, in, um, it's, it's the movie where it's, 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 it's a movie that takes place uh, after World War One, where McQueen is a sailor. The Sand um, Pebbles? Sand Pebbles, yes. Yeah. And, and... And I, I told him that I love the scene. There's a scene where McQueen's on the lake with a young Candy Bergen in a, in a rowboat explaining to her why he joined the service. And he says, well, I blinded my principal in a fight, and they gave me a choice between uh, uh, going into the service and going to jail. And, and so Bob Wise says to me, you like that, that, that scene, Fred? I said, yeah. He says, I stole it. I said, what? He says, I, I stole it. It's, it's the same scene from Here to Eternity where Monty Cliff explains to, uh -huh. to uh, Donna Reed why, why he got in the service. Mm -hmm. he, and he looks at me and he says, Fred, always steal from the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we have to call it quits. It's the end of the show. And uh, we always appreciate Fred coming by and entertaining us for the hour. And... Fred calls Candice Burgers Bergen candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, candy. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Fred. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. We'll so make sure much. to steal from you. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.